Ah shit, here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club Podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And we are on episode 18. That's crazy. Worse. I know. Every week, closer and closer to 20, we're almost there. That's kind of so much work to like meet and try to figure out dates and, you know, like work schedules and baby mm-hmm. schedules, you know. Or even like, what are we going to talk about? What books we want to review? Know. Or like, what are we going to be doing before we do our book reviews? Like, we, mm-hmm. we try to plan a lot. So the fact that we were able to do this 18 times is amazing <laughs> really all in itself. Fun. all right so on this week's episode like i said i'm doing like this whole truly kick um where i'm gonna do a truly review it's a hard seltzer and jenny's gonna do a mixed drink Uh um then we're gonna play a trivia game a throne of glass trivia game more like i'm gonna ask and she's going to answer. <laughs> More like you're going to ask me questions and I'm going to embarrass myself. No, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> and then we have two books we want to review. Mine is A Small Town Mystery and yours is what, Jenny? It's a YA fantasy. Possibly a new adult fantasy. Depends who you are. Okay. So, yeah, that's on our agenda tonight or mm-hmm. for this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get started. I have a hard seltzer, and it's margarita style. This is watermelon cucumber. Yeah. Which is this water on water. Pretty much, yeah. It's really good, though. I've had that one, too. This is good. Yeah? I could do this one. Last week's kiwi whatever, that was no. (laughs) The mojito one. Maybe because you had to have it with, like, ice or, like, I don't know. You know how they make mojitos? Yeah. It's like the sugar cane or Yes, yes, yes. Put ice and sugar cane and all that stuff. Definitely, definitely. It needs more. It needed more. Definitely. But, yeah, I could could work with this. Watermelon, cucumber, margarita style. I like it. I dig it. Um, so I have a mixed drink, like we said, and it's vodka, of course. Um, the juice that I put in it is Mango Passion. I'm sorry, but I don't remember the brand. Mm-hmm. It's a sugar, sugar-free or zero sugar, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, Mango Passion, and I have a ton of fruit in it. That's why it's so orange, because mm-hmm. it's sitting in there. <laughs> um, but I haven't tried it. I just poured it, and we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. See how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Tastes like mango juice with a kick of vodka. Oh, my God. That's a problem. When it just tastes like juice and then you get up and you're like, woo. I know. (laughs) Yeah. But I've been on a vodka kick lately, so. Nice. What kind? Huh? What brand of vodka? Um, I don't remember the brand. You probably have seen it just as much as I do. It's that pink bottle, the big one. You know, sometimes it comes in like the Fruit Loop vodka. Oh, okay, okay. One. Yep, yep, yep. The one I like is the, the pink one, and I don't know what it is. It might be like strawberry or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Nice. You're going to yeah. have to make it for me. I uh, will. All right. Let's start this trivia. Yeah. All right. So we have 10 questions, and I'll ask you the question, and I feel like I should 
give you the opportunity to answer first. And if you want the um, multiple choice answers, then I'll give it to you. Or is that too hard? Do you want That's to too hard. <laughs> okay, you, you were just going to let me wink it? <laughs> I bet you would get most of them. But all right, I'll read them out. Okay? Okay. Ready? All right. What is the name of the salt mines in which Selena Sardathian was sentenced to work for the rest of her life? So we have Endavir, Belhaven, Kalakula. I don't know if I said that right. Rifthold. It's A. Endavir. Endavir. Yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, I guess it's not going to tell me until I'm done. Okay. While standing on her balcony, Selena hears a girl making rude comments about her and pushes a flower pot off the balcony, nearly hitting the girl. Who is this girl? Lillian Gordana? Nehemia? Is that how how you say it? Nehemia? Nehemia? I don't know. Caltaine Rompier? Georgina Havillard? Oh, you know this. Is it? She was being rude to Selena. It's either Lillian, Nehemia, Caltaine, Georgina. I don't remember. B? Nehemia? No, that was her. Well, I don't remember if she was mean to her at first or not. Oh. I don't remember. <laughs> What is her name? Caltaine? Caltaine? K-A-L-T-A-I-N. Isn't it her? She went off to, like, where, um... What have I been calling her? I don't know. I'm not even going to say what I thought her name was. Dark Beast. I think it was Summons Dark Beast. Okay. I honestly don't know. Okay. 
honestly don't. Yeah, it was it was either one or the other for me too, but I don't know. All right. But how would how, that? What? How would that make him stronger? So it might be A. It's either A or B. I'm gonna go with B. Okay, well, we'll keep B. How is it to be determined which champions would fight in the final duel? They kill off the other champions. They had to train and show their kings their skills. They had to complete a series of tests. Everyone was to fight in an arena to the death. What was A? They kill off the other champions. That's, that's, what was the question? (laughs) How was it to be determined which champions would fight in the final duel? Oh, A. Because if they all fall at once, then when is the final duel? True that. Okay. Why was Selena unable to fight at her best in the final duel against Kane? Wasn't she? She was, she was huh? poisoned, wasn't she? Yeah. Okay. The first, the first one was she was sick because of the flu. <laughs> no. <laughs> Or she forgot to eat breakfast that day. No. She's not going to forget to eat. My girl eats. (laughs) All right. Uh, Blood ties can't be broken. Who said the previous words to Selena? Blood ties can't be broken. Blood ties can't be broken. Want me to read the list? Yeah. Dorian. Knox. Cole, Cole, or Queen Elena? Blood ties can't be broken. I feel like that's something the Queen would say. I was thinking that too, but I don't really know. I don't. Uh, let's go with the Queen. Why, yeah, why would Dorian say that to her? Yeah, it has. To, it had to be the Queen. Yeah, I agree. What was odd about the king's trip when he came back to Rifthold? Was he? He was. He was huh? possessed, right? When he came back. So that's not an answer. Okay. <laughs> so what was odd about the king's trip when he came back? He was alone, and no one returned with him. He had slaves with him. His what? I don't know what that word is. His comedy was twice its original size. Maybe his army or something? Another word for army? I don't know. Or guards? He brought brought back a dozen new wives. Definitely not that. What was A? He was alone and no one returned with him. I don't remember that happening. Or he had slaves with him. Or his comedy was twice his size. Was it his company? His com- his comedy? I don't know. Maybe there was a typo. I don't know what that word is. I don't know what that word is either. Let's go with that. Okay. Because I don't think it was any of the other ones. Yeah. All right. King Gavin Havillard was the husband of Queen Elena and had a legendary sword. This sword was used to kill a Ritterac by Selena. What is its name? 
So what's the sword's name? Assassin? No. Word, word blade? No. Damaris? Glass. Damaris? Damaris? I think it's that one, honestly. I think it is that one. C. Yeah, because word, word blade doesn't make sense. No. Assassin? That Definitely not. Right? And then glass? No. It's definitely C. Okay. So, Demar- I don't know if I'm saying that right. Damaris or Damaris? Um, who killed Cain when he tried to kill Selena from behind? Wasn't it? Dorian? Kale? Princess Nehemia? Or the guards? It's either Dorian or Kale. I think, it was, wasn't it Kale? Kale? I feel like it was. Because he was in love with her at the time. He was. So I'm going to say him. And I think he was the first one there with her. So mm-hmm. I think you're right. Okay, ready? Uh, you uh, got You got uh, 10. Um, You got 80. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> one, two, three. Three wrong. So seven out of 10. Uh-huh. So, it was Caltaine, the one who was being rude to her, and she threw a flower pot on yep. her. Mm-hmm. I really want to know what you were <laughs> calling her. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't what? even imagine. All right. uh, why? No, okay. So, I probably did say that was her name, but for some reason, Catherine is coming into my mind. I don't think there was a Catherine in the book. But... <laughs> But she was a Catherine. No, she was a Caltaine. <laughs> sure. Um, the other one was how do they determine the champions that will fight in the final duel? They had to complete a series of tests. Oh, that's right. Because remember, one was like, she knew that one of the cups was poisonous because, damn yeah. it. Yeah. And weren't the last, the final three, um, Cain... Selena and Knox. Um, Knox, is that how you say his name? That was the one that was kind of with her, or was he out already? I don't remember. I feel like he was out already. Because didn't he, um, he get killed? Did he? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Um, and then the last one was, what was out about the king's trip? He was alone and no one returned with him. That's right. Why is that coming to my mind now? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, it says, It is suspected that the king may have sacrificed those people in a similar way that Cain did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Good job. Well, I, I knew some of it. You did. I knew some, I knew some of it. Nice job. Her name is Catherine. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> what was I naming her? I don't know. But Catherine and Caltaine are not the same. It really isn't. I have to look at the book. I gotta see it in yeah. person. Because honestly, I honestly, I was waiting for you to say Catherine. <laughs> so you picked Nehemia instead. Yeah, because I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She was so nice. 
That was her like best friend. That was her best friend. I, it was. But I don't remember if she was like you know mean to her at first, and then she beginning. like in the beginning, yeah. and then she came and was like, oh, you know, I know who you are, kind of thing. That's kind of justify the whole Catherine thing. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. All right. All right. Let's get to our book. Yes. But that was fun. That was a good. It was fun. I want to do more of those. I wish they they had that for, like, all our books. Like, a little trivia. I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Somewhere in the universe of uh, internet. (laughs) Google Mm -hmm. search. (laughs) All right. So, I'll go first. Uh, Mine is a small town mystery. Um, this book was 160 pages, so it was super fast, quick paced, super enjoyable for like a crime kind of mystery kind of book. It was called Red Velvet Villainy by Molly Maple. It is book seven, I believe, of the series, but I didn't know that when I started reading it. So here's the thing. So, this is what happened. I happened to come across a ton of free books Mm -hmm. online. So, I was just adding them to my cart, adding them to my Kindle, not really, like, getting descriptions. I was kind of going off of, like, titles and book cover pictures. And I was like, oh, it's like a cupcake and it's, like, splattered blood. I'll read that. (laughs) Oh, wait. Was it the, um... Kindle romance thing or no that you sent me I think it was yeah. I think oh it God. was part of it so I was like <laughs> scrolling through and I was like I think I'll pick this one and then as I'm reading it I'm noticing that it's like mentioning other things and then on the cover of the book it says book seven. Oh, you're great right is it book seven <laughs> or book four am I bugging out I'm going crazy regardless I'm, you didn't read the rest Right. Regardless, there's a whole bunch of other books before it. So I'm read. So I decided to read it anyway. I feel like is this it could be a standalone. You're not missing out on any information. Um, so it's almost like the until series, like I was talking to you about last week, where it was like there's hints of other like characters and things that happen. So for you to get more information, you would have to like read those books. So it's kind of like that, but you're still not missing out. You're still able to enjoy the book. Anyway, so it's a small town mystery. Um, The character, the main character is Charlotte McKay and she owns like a bakery in town. And from what I've learned from the book is that she recently moved to this town um, where her great aunt Winnie um, lives. And um, she came to this small town. She started working there. She started, she opened, she wound up, she winds up opening up her own bakery where she sells cupcakes. That's her passion. So it's her and her great aunt and they are in uh, a restaurant called Soup Ali Oop. <laughs> Ooh, that's a cute name. And Soup it's. Ali-oop. It's a soup restaurant. The owner specializes in soup. And in his restaurant, alley-oop is um, a basketball term. And basically, his it's a restaurant that's also like an indoor, like basketball kind of court kind of thing. 
So, like, kids can rent basketballs and, you know, shoot hoops. And the parents can, like, sit on the side in the booths and, you know, have all-you-can-eat soup kind of thing. So, it's perfect for the winter time when the kids are out of school or there's nothing to do because it's winter and they can't play outside. So, all the kids come to this one restaurant. So, Charlotte and Winnie are there because Valentine's Day is coming up. And Winnie thinks this will be a great location um, to have their Valentine's Day party. So they show up to meet the owner and go over, you know, what they need, how they're going to design it and stuff. So they, when they get there, they notice like the owner isn't there. So they're like, oh, he must be in the back, you know, fixing something up. We'll just take a tour really fast. Um, so they're there for a few minutes and they're like, you know... The owner, ha the owner, Gus, hasn't come out yet. So we're going to go to the back to see um, where he is. And when they get there, it's like a foul smell and it's burnt tomato soup. And they're like, oh, it smells disgusting in here. The burner's on. Where could he be? So they're, you know, walking around the kitchen. And um, I believe it's. Charlotte who goes to open up a closet to get like a mop or something and there's Gus he's unconscious he's tied up and this is a 82 year old man and they're like oh my at first she thinks he's dead so yeah. when he bends down she she checks him and she's like no there's a pulse call 911 so they call 911 and Charlotte and Winnie are like, who could do this to Gus? Like, he's super sweet, wouldn't hurt a fly, really well-known in the community. Kids love him. Parents love him because he has this great restaurant for them to take their crazy kids, you know, um, to when there's nothing to do outdoors. So the whole story is, is Charlotte trying to figure out or trying to put clues together to figure out who hurt Gus. And why they would do it. And she does this by working at his restaurant. Because he's old. And she knows winter time is his most profitable time. So she knows he wouldn't be able to afford to close. Um, and he'll lose out on money. So she's like you know I'll help out here. And try and figure it out. Um, what makes the story kind of cute is Agnes is another character. She's a. She's another older woman. And when Gus gets hurt, there's three, there's two main suspects. First, there's Billy. He's an old, a old man as well. And he owns Billy's Diner. And um, Laura, which is one of the moms who takes her kids to the restaurant. But her kids are bad as hell. Like, they're described as tyrants. They're described as, like, they're the kids that shouldn't leave their house kind of thing. Like, they're breaking things, jumping on things. Just, her mom has no control over them. And apparently, like, a few weeks ago, before this incident happened, Laura and Gus got into a really bad argument. Um, because... He kicked her and her kids out and was like, you guys are banned from coming here because you guys don't know how to act. And, you know, she, you know, 
Charlotte saw Laura as, you know, a mom needing help and no one was helping her. Like, you could tell, like, her, she was trying her best, but she just couldn't. She needed the help. So Charlotte was there to help and figure out, like, was it really Laura who did this? But she mm-hmm. felt like it wasn't her. And I then call her a Karen. Jeez, <laughs> that's a Karen to the max. Right. And then <laughs> the other suspect, well, even Gus said it was Billy, even though he does he didn't know because he was hit from behind. Yeah. He thinks yeah. it's Billy because Billy's the old the town's old grump. So everyone believes like he's mean and like it's something like he would do, but Charlotte is like adamant about like it not being Billy because she used to work for him. And she was like, Yeah, he's mean, but he's not violent. He's just an old grumpy man. So she goes to Billy and even asks, like, why would Gus believe that you would be the one to attack him? And he says it's because Billy was trying to get Gus to um sell his broccoli soup at his restaurant like his recipe and then they would split like the profits or whatever and he was like you know my soup my broccoli soup is the best but really it's not like charlotte and everybody in town says his soup is disgusting (laughs) his broccoli soup is so nasty so one gus doesn't want to like join um billy and or share profits and two he's yeah. like I don't need your soup I'm good you know my my business is good on its own so Billy kind of like not in so many words kind of threatened him like oh um not like you pay for this but like you'll regret it kind of thing so that's why they thought Billy was the one who did it so, it's Charlotte trying to figure out who it is. I'm not going to say who it is, but it's someone unexpected, obviously. Um, and I say the cute part is Agnes and Gus because Agnes, um, she was kind of a suspect for like a short period of time because when Gus got hurt, Agnes was like really distraught about it. And when Charlotte kind of spoke to her briefly about it. She was like, this is all my fault kind of thing. So Charlotte went to her finally and was like, why do you think it's your fault? And it was more of like, it's her fault that she never like pursued Gus because Gus has been writing her love letters for years. Oh, yeah. He's been writing love letters to her for years, but Agnes never, you know, never did anything back because she was still hung up on her late husband Bernard and she was just like you know I I want to move on but like I still think about my late husband and Charlotte is like you've always told me that you know life is for the living and live your best life and here you are not doing it you know you have even though you had this great husband, you, you, you're you still deserving of love kind of thing. And, like, you should give it a try, just like you tell me, to be brave kind of thing. So she was like, okay, so Charlotte helps Agnes, like, take her husband, you know, her late husband's stuff out of the house because she still had it all these years. 
So then finally so she's, she's like, oh, I'm going to pursue, you know, Gus and let him know how I'm feeling. And he's not going to know what hit him kind of thing. Um, so those are the three, you know, suspects that we've had. But I'm not going to say more because I want, you know, if you guys are into, you know, small town mysteries and a little heartwarming soft spot, this is like a great quick read when I it's 160 pages like you could read it in a day and enjoy it so um yeah that's uh red velvet villainy and I guess um the whole series is like a crime series like something happens within the town and like trying to find out who did it kind of thing so Hmm. it's definitely something I want to you know try and and get the other books start with book one yeah <laughs> like find out how she got to the town why yeah, she was, moved there you know i think that would be good that would be good <laughs> but yeah that was my book <laughs> so i have a song of silver and gold by melissa caribbean um it's a YA fantasy that's how it's labeled but depending on who you are, it could be a new adult fantasy because there is some mention of sex in the book. Okay. Um, so it's a loosely based retelling of The Little Mermaid, which I thought was pretty cool because I have yet to read a Little Mermaid retelling. Mm-hmm. You read a and lot of like retellings. Like, how do you even get a hold of some of these books? Like, well, do- this one I received from. Um, Hanson House Publishing. I don't even remember how. I feel like maybe I filled out something when I saw it pop up. So okay. I received some art for it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even know it was a Little Mermaid retelling. The, it didn't say that in the description. Okay, okay. Good. Um, so, yeah, this is the first Little Mermaid retelling that I've ever read. The only, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty good. Um, it's multiple point of views, so two different people. The first one is Kay, who's a captain of a ship called the Mar Damon. And he and his crew basically hunt and kill sirens. And then we have Akira, who is a siren, and she hunts hunters. Okay. So they basically hunt each other, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, so... I have to spoil this book, so if you want to read it or have any interest in it, stop listening, because there's no way to actually talk about this book without actually spoiling it. Right. Because then I, will, I wouldn't be talking about much. So again, um, if you don't want spoilers, <laughs> I would say it's okay to stop listening at this yes. point. Thank you for listening thus far, but if you yes. don't want to know what happens in the book, stop listening. Please. Fair warning. Fair warning. It's a good, decent YA book. Okay. Um, so we learned pretty early on that Kay is actually a female, and she's been hiding her identity from her crew because she doesn't think anybody would follow her if she went on as a female to be a captain. Also, like, her crew thinks she's a man. Exactly. Okay, okay. Um, so we learned pretty much in the first chapter that she's actually a princess from this town called Avalon, I think it's, that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And her brother was killed by sirens. So she's pretty much next in line to be like heir to the kingdom. Right. Um, 
she didn't really want to be, at least not yet, because she's so young. So she told her parents that she wanted to go and travel before she had to settle down, you know, get married and have kids. Um, so she bought a ship and she dressed like a man and set out to kill the sirens that she feels like killed her brother. She doesn't really know who did it. She just wants to kill all of them. Um, and right away, she come clean to her crew. Like, I believe, like, the first couple chapters. And they accepted her right away. Um, they didn't really care. They were just like, oh, well, whatever. Um, and then we have Akira, who is the siren. And she's, at the same time, traveling with her family to find and kill siren hunters. But then her cousin's killed by one of the men of the Mar Damon, which is Kay's ship. And they attack each other. They fight. And the last thing Akira sees is Kay's face. So Kay is the one engraved in her brain at this moment. So Akira can't go back to her family because she feels like she's responsible for her cousin's death. So she goes to um, a siren named Salafine, who's actually a sea witch, who's obviously Ursula in this book. Mm -hmm. um, and she, Salafine is promising to bring Akira's cousin back from the dead, but she must take the heart of the one she hates the most, who's obviously Kay at the moment, because she's the last one that Akira sees. So Salafine gives her her legs to be able to go on there and take the heart of the person she hates the most, but if she fails within the time frame, she's got to stay like a human. She won't be able to go back and be a siren. So Kay and Akira's paths cross, and Akira ends up being a crew on the Mar Damon. And by doing so, she's basically claiming to know where to find sirens okay. so that they could easily hunt them. But in reality, she just wants to kill Kay, like get them to trust her and kill Kay, and teach the rest of the hunters that sirens aren't really like murderers. They just kind of they've been retaliating against each other for so long mm. that they don't know who's right, who's wrong, or whatever. Right. So, eventually, Kay and Akira start to have feelings for each other, and Akira's struggling with her feelings for Kay because she wants to kill Kay in order to get her cousin back, but she's got feelings for her. So, eventually, they end up falling in love, they have sex, there's no, like, detail. There's a little bit of slow burn throughout mm. the book, which is really good. But they kind of just mention that it happened. You mm -hmm. know it happened. Mm -hmm. There's no details. Almost like, um, what is it? Songs in... The EJ oh, Mel Song of the Forever Rain. Yeah. You know how, like, it's hinted, but it's not, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that. You know they're starting to, and then mm -hmm. at the end they kind of say that it kind of happens. Yeah. Sort of thing, yeah. Um, so, throughout the book, they kind of just spend a lot of time together, getting to know each other, and then finally, Akira's time is up. So, she kind of gets, like, the storm happens, she gets thrown into the water, and is sucked through a portal to get to Salafi. So, she's nervous because she hasn't killed Kay, so now she's thinking she's going to be stuck as a human and not be able to go back home. So, Salafine reveals to her 
well, you did get the heart of the one you hate the most. So she actually meant it as in you should be getting somebody to fall in love with you kind of thing rather than killing Killing, okay. Yeah. So um, then she she's excited. She's happy. She's like, okay, so then what now? Then Salafine reveals to her that she can't break her cousin back, but that was never the point for her. She kind of <sighs> tricked her. I know, bitch, right? So plot twist. I know. She did it because Salafine is not really Salafine. So way back in the day, the queen of the sirens was tricked by the real Salafine to kill a human king. And when that the queen of sirens did that, they ended up swapping bodies. So at the moment, this queen of sirens is stuck in Salafine's body, mm-hmm. and Salafine is in the queen's body mm-hmm. of the sirens, and she knows who she is. So she needed her to do this to break the curse of Salafine. So then she reveals that Salafine, or the true queen of the sirens, is actually her mother. So, yeah, she didn't know who her mother was. It had been so long. She'd been growing up with the queen who she thought was her aunt, Mm. which was, like, her mom. So, long story short, they ended up swapping bodies. We find out that Akira's the true heir. She's a princess of Mm -hmm. the siren. Mm -hmm. And then her mom dies. I don't remember how her mom dies, I mean, it was like a peaceful thing. It wasn't like, oh, she was murdered or whatever. But Jesus, <laughs> I know. So they it's like she got her mother, and then it's like, bye. She got her mother, and her mom ended up dying. So Akira became queen of the sirens. Yes, and then that brings us to Kay's side. But did she not show powers? Like this well, side, they, they all have powers. Oh, okay, so okay. Are able to lure okay. um, men into the water, kind of thing. So they all have like their own thing. Okay. But um, yeah, they don't really focus too much on that. Just you know that they can do it. Um. So then, at the end, Kay actually becomes queen of Avalon, like her home, and then Akira, the queen of the Sirens. So it ends in a happily ever after. But there is in the epilogue a cliffhanger because someone that was on the ship is actually possessed by, I believe it's Salafine or the sea witches like creatures or something. Mm-hmm. And then it just stopped. What? So I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with that because I didn't, I really didn't see that coming, but it's a pretty important person who was on the ship that was kind of possessed. So I don't know where that's going to go. Mm. But it still ended in a happily ever after, and it was a really good book. It was cute. Um, you have found family, secret identity, forced proximity, LGBTQ, enemies to lovers, world building, all that good stuff. Awesome. That's a lot. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It was a really good book. I enjoyed it. It was like Freaky Friday meets Little Mermaid <laughs> meets, like, I don't even know. I know. I wasn't expecting the whole, like, Sea Witch and the Queen of Sirens, that they had swapped bodies, and then, like, she wasn't even mad about the fact that, like, she couldn't bring her cousin back. I was like, I would have been pissed. 
Yeah, this whole time she's like, that's her whole quest and is like, right. psych. <laughs> but that was the only way that her mom could break the curse by not, she couldn't tell her. Right, she right. to have her do this mission or mm-hmm. whatever. So I get it. But like beauty, still. isn't like, that's like Beauty and the Beast too. Like you got to find someone yeah. to love you. Yeah. Without them knowing kind of thing. Yeah. It was pretty good. Hot mess. But that sounds really good. I'm going to have to check that one out. (laughs) I can't wait for the next one. I'm hoping it comes out soon, but That's awesome. So, yeah, that is our two reviews. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Very interesting books if you want to give it a go. Please, if you haven't heard our other episodes, please give them a listen. Um, Check us out on our Instagram to know what's happening. Um, we have some exciting things coming up. Um, so please be on the lookout for those things. But thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.